This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He'll carry it out of the zone. If you don't like what you see, then work it back and keep possession. Urakowski is in. wrist shot. Score! Andre Burakovsky in overtime, his second goal of the game. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Raji with you on this Tuesday. And Raji, it's one week away. You believe that? We wake up this Tuesday and the Stanley Cup playoffs begin in one week. Come on, really? We're two weeks away from NBA play-in. We are one week away from Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's go. Exactly. And let's uh, bring in Eddie Olchek. We got to enjoy the Kentucky Derby over the weekend. Eddie Olchek joins us on BetQL Daily. He's all over the place. He's a hero to many. Played 16 (laughs) years in the NHL. He's a head coach. NHL on NBC. NBC Sports Chicago calling Blackhawks game. You saw him on the coverage over the weekend for the Derby. But for me, Eddie Olchek is a hero because he placed the first legal wager in the state of Illinois. How you doing, Eddie? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, hello, Chris. Nice to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. And yeah, doing very well. Uh, yeah, it was a, a, a busy weekend uh, getting the opportunity yeah. to work for NBC at the Kentucky Derby and uh, got back and uh, was doing a hockey game last night for the Blackhawks with the great Pat Foley. And uh, so it's been a busy weekend and uh, just uh, a great time of year. Usually we're in the NHL playoffs. I hear you guys talking about the playoffs starting in a week from now. Usually we're already in the middle of the second round when we get to uh, you know the first week of may but considering the world we're all living in uh, things are a little bit uh, you know upside down but it's a great time of year and i appreciate you guys having me on today i, I think uh, everybody's timeline is all messed up eddie mm-hmm. i mean so w- when you say that I- i'm like oh yeah he's right we would have <laughs> we would have already been deep into it by now but uh <laughs> i think we're all just so happy not like there weren't playoffs last year because there were but it just everything feels different this time around it does, Chris. It, it's, you know, the world, you know, we're all, you know, we've all been affected at it personally, professionally, psychologically. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, you know, I look, I think for the broadcast outlets that, that you know, that I'm lucky enough to represent, it's like, look, at we, we understand that, that this is entertainment, right? Regardless if it's a derby or doing local games in Chicago or doing the national games for the National Hockey League, but, you know, in all due respect of what has gone on and what is going on in the real world, and, and it's entertainment. So if we can, you know, help bring people back to whatever normalcy is, is going to be moving forward and, and to, you know, just to entertain, then that's, you know, that's kind of our job. And there are plenty of outlets, whether it's being a fan or, or having, uh, you know, having a few uh, having a few dollars invested on a particular event. And uh, <laughs> it feels, it, it does feel, you know, it does feel uh, a little bit like normal. And I'll just say this, like being at the Kentucky Derby and, and having 50, I think we had 51,000 people mm-hmm. there, yep. uh, just, just to see other humans walking around and smiling and having a good time and, 
and full disclosure, some were masked and some were unmasked, depending on how many pops they probably had throughout the day. So that's, <laughs> uh, I would say the over under as far as the percentage was, is by the time we got to a race before the Kentucky Derby, I think probably, uh, you know, I would have said the over under would probably would have been about, you know, 35% would have continued abiding by the local rules, but uh, I would have taken the under all day long and I would have, I would have made a lot of money if I were able to make that wager. It, you know, it was funny at Little League the next morning after the Derby. That's what a lot of the parents were talking about. Because as people huddle up, whether you're a big fan of horse racing or not, the Derby is an event. So you you sit there and you watch the race every single year. And they threw that up on the screen, like you just mentioned, Eddie. Fifty one thousand people in attendance. People were talking about that just as much as the race. And uh, just some quick thoughts on what we did see. You know, it's easy, Eddie. When when we get the results. Uh, like afterwards, I'm like, I'm so stupid. Like, yeah, that, Baffert has one horse. You bet on Baffert. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it, it, look, it, it, the race did not unfold the way that I thought it did. Uh, once uh, Johnny V, Johnny Velasquez, the rider for Bob Baffert and Medina Spirit uh, got the lead. I actually ran into Johnny V a little bit later that night at dinner, and he just said that. Uh, and look at he was he broke good. And he was like waiting for, like he was waiting for somebody to go. Like, I don't think his plan was to go to the lead. Like if, if nobody took it, the, the instructions were, I'm going to go. And nobody went. He was like, all right, screw it. I'm going to go. And <laughs> all of a sudden everybody was like, nah, you know, we're going to let him go, let him go. And it's Bob Baffert and it's Johnny B. And they won this, they won the, you know, they won the Kentucky Derby last year in a very similar fashion. And nobody was able to close on him. I mean, Mandaloon who finished second at a big number, you know, had a golden trip. I don't think he didn't have any excuse. Like he could have, you know, I, I thought he was going to go buy him at 25 or 26 to one. And then two of the four horses that I used came running late. I mean, hot rod, Charlie didn't have a great trip and essential quality had a little bit roughed up uh, a little bit earlier in the race, but he, you know, he ran, a, a, I think a, a decent fourth fourth. I, I don't think it was a, you know, a very good fourth. I don't think he had any other excuses from there, but you're right. I mean, look at <laughs> And there are people out there, Joe, that just say, you know what? You're right. Screw it. It's Bob Baffert. I'm going to take my money. And if, it, if my $2 turns into four, great. But if my $2 has a chance of turning into 25, you'd be like, well, why, why wouldn't I go with the guy that's now, you know, sitting on top of the Kentucky Derby Mountain with his seventh Kentucky Derby win as a trainer? And uh, it's always easy to look back, you know, regardless if you're looking to, you know, play hockey or basketball or football wagers, but especially in the horse racing, which is my passion is you sit there and go, wow, what, what, what great value there was. But again, I didn't think the race would set up like that. I thought that Midnight Bourbon would go to the lead. He got shut off at the gate. So that screwed up my plans there to pick up for known agenda that needed a faster pace. And, you know, when you go three quarters of a mile in one minute, uh, a minute and 11 seconds, I think in two fifths, that's not overly fast. And any horses that have that stamina and, and endurance to be able to carry it, they're going to be able to do it, and uh, Bob Baffert was able to pull it off again. So that's kind of like the uh, the, the, the so-called skinny on what I thought happened on the, at the Kentucky Derby. Eddie, the Colorado Avalanche have the shortest odds to win the Stanley Cup. Is, is this the first time they, they do it in 20 years? Well, full, full disclosure, Chris, at the start of the year, um, they were my pick. I think at that time, I think they were just under 10 to 1, and... You know, they've taken obviously a lot of money. I mean, they've had some, I mean, they've had some injuries. They had some guys on COVID-19 list and, and, you know, they've been able to stay right there and still have a legitimate chance to win the division. Now, 
The interesting thing is, if anybody saw the game last night between um, Vegas and Mini, Mini has had Vegas's number, especially in St. Paul, and it's it's gotten a little nasty, which is great. I mean, it's great for hockey. I love the animosity. I mean, my former great Hall of Fame partner, the great Doc Emmerich, uh, you know, he he would always say like when 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 the games would get a little rough, he would always have that you know that sly little laugh and just like, okay, I I like where this is going here. You know, we might have a few more penalty minutes and. It's, it's getting nasty. So, you know, for Colorado, Chris, um, you know, the question mark that I think everybody has, and I would agree, is, you know, can, can Philip Grubauer be the guy? And, and that's the question. Do they have the goaltending to be able to, to get the job done when push comes to shove? Whether it's football or hockey, I believe this is, look, at, if you have the rock on your stick or you have the rock in your hands, that's the best defense in the world. And puck possession Colorado always seems to have the puck, so maybe it takes the pressure off the goaltender. Instead of seeing 15 or 20 quality chances, maybe he only sees 10 or 11, and then that's where he's got to be. You know, he's got to be near perfect. But I, I, I do believe Colorado's the team to beat. I know Vegas is very good, and, and, and rightfully so, and they're going to take a lot of money for a lot of reasons, not only because of being in a home team and, and you know, being in the Vegas market. But I think Colorado, to me, is that if they can get healthy here, um, I think they learned a lot of being in the bubble last year is that uh, they're the team to beat. So, yes, long-winded, I think that where the odds are, uh, I, I would concur. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Raji, this is BetQL Daily. Our guest, Eddie Olchek, NHL on NBC Analyst. Let's stick with that West Division for a minute, Eddie. Um, let's go to the bottom team that that will be there, and that was a question for much of the season. The St. Louis Blues, it'd be a tough matchup going up against Vegas in the first round. But, uh, you know, the great Barry Rosner, he's been talking to, about the Blues for a month. And every time they win, he texts me. He's like, there we go again. Five out of six. Number keeps getting shorter. You might want to jump in. It's down to the 20s at some spot. There is a, a rogue 40 out there that you might be able to find at a legal book. But what do you think about Bennington and the Blues making another run? Well, I mean, it's like the it's the old line from Slapshot. It's like you know somebody wrote an article about the Chiefs, Charlestown Chiefs, and then Paul Newman, the the lead in that great movie for for hockey fans, Slapshot. And they said, well, you know, there's this rumor in the newspaper about the team leaving, you know, Charleston to go down to Florida somewhere, and and then you know the the line is as well, who wrote the article? And the response was, well, Dickie Dunn. And then the response back was, well, it's got to be true. So Barry Rosner says it. You know, whatever, hey, whatever my pal Bear says, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to, it's gospel, right? Um, <laughs> look at the only question that I have, and if I was on the line with Barry, I would just ask him this, is that, like, does, does he think, or does anybody that likes the Blues, look at, once you get it, look at, we've seen it, anything can happen. But do the Blues, uh, can the Blues defend enough to be able against, you know, to be able to get out of the division against Colorado and Vegas? Like, that, that would be the question that I, that I have. Bennington's been hot and cold. He's proven, you know, he's won a Stanley Cup. You can't ever take that away from him. But when you lose Petrangelo, you use, you know, you lose Edmondson. You know, Jay Bowmeister obviously had that, you know, that terrible accident last year where he where he fainted and passed out and and and, and developed a, had a heart condition and, and he was, you know, unfortunately had to to retire. So I mean, they lost, you know, you know, two veteran guys that were really, really good and a guy like Edmondson that brought a little bit fight to the game. Now, that's the only question that I have is mm-hmm. with St. Louis. Everything else, like Greg Berube, really, really solid coach and a guy that you'd want to play for. There's no guff. There's no filter with him. It's like, this is where this is, this is what I think, and that's it. Um, they've got guys up front that can score. 
They need Tarasenko to take another step. They need him to, to get back to doing what he can do for a guy that was out for the majority of the season. So it might take some time. But the question mark I have is, you know, do they have the defense? You know, can they defend enough when, when the onslaught comes? Because it's coming. Like, it, you know, I mean, it's coming. And whether it's in the first round or if they get by and get into the second round, you know, one of those two teams have to face, in my opinion, they're going to have to face, you know, both of those teams that they're going to want to come out of the division. And I just don't know if they can defend enough. Being everything being equal, everybody healthy and whatever. But look, guys, you know this. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, any sport. And that's what makes it so difficult for, you know, the, the, the gambler is that you not only got to stay hockey healthy, but you also have to stay off the COVID-19 list, right? You have to stay off yeah. the COVID-19 protocol list. You just never know, right? Like, those are things. I mean, that's why I encourage anybody, like, look, at just, you know, it's like when you go to the racetrack early in the day, like for the first race, it's like, okay, well, let's see how the track is playing here. Just tread lightly here. You know, like, let's see if speed is good. Let's see if off the pace is good. And, you know, these things are out of your control, right? But, you know, when it comes to that aspect of it, that's what teams are navigating through right now with not only trying to stay hockey healthy, but also, you know, staying away, obviously, from what's going on in the real world. Yeah, Joe, I know you said that uh, you think there's a rogue 40 to 1 out there. Points bet has the Blues at 40 to 1 right oh, now. They do too. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, and, and the last time they won it, I believe their odds were really long. I don't remember exactly what the number was in 2019. Like 300 or something. It's after was, they fired the coach. Yeah. Yeah. Right after they fired the coach. So I'm sure middle of the season, it was crazy high. I don't know what it was going into the actual uh, playoffs, but um, things changed dramatically for them. Is, is there a team? Eddie, that you think with with longer odds has a real chance of winning this thing? I mean, I, like it, I, if you would have asked me this probably ten days ago, probably I probably I probably would have said the Winnipeg Jets, but all of a sudden they can't win a game. Like in 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 the, in the their their defense is not. Um, it's taken a major hit over here over the course of the last couple of years, but I, I saw them on the board somewhere. Like I think, you know, North of 30 to one or whatever. And I thought, look, yeah, they're 33 to one now. I'm sorry. They're 33 to one now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 So, I mean, you know, look at like, they're going to make the playoffs, even though they've lost seven in a row, they do have, in my opinion, they have the second best goalie in, 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 in the national hockey league with Connor Hellebuck. They've got depth up front. They can score, but their defense as I questioned St. Louis, it's a big question mark. And look, they, they would need everything to fall their way. But all you need to do is come out of the Canadian division and you're in the final four. And then, you know, who knows what happens from there. So, you know, they, they were a team that, that, you know, that, that I think when you talk about value, just, just flat out, like, could they put it together and win a couple of series? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And the one team that I was on early in the season and, uh, you know, we can roll back the tape and we can certainly help you out with that uh, somewhere down the road. But I, I told everybody to keep an eye on the Carolina hurricanes. Like I just thought that this was a team that was on the come. This was, this was a team that has four lines, has outstanding team def- defensemen and team defense. And the question I had was their goaltending. But as we've seen guys over the course of the last handful of years in the NHL, Jordan Pennington, right? He was in the he was in the he was a, he was in the minors. He was their fifth string goal center. Next thing you know, he's he's helping him win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, Matt Murray, right, wins back to back Stanley Cups, and a guy that you know had only played I think fifty or sixty games in his NHL career. So, you know, goaltending is obviously very very important. But we've seen guys you know rise from you know being backups or coming from the minors to be able to do the job. So I, I thought Carolina early in the year was a great value. 
And, uh, you know, right now they're sitting on top of the division and, and look like they're in a pretty good spot here to, to win the division and enforce Florida and Tampa to play each other in the first round. And you're going to lose a really, yep. really good team because both those teams have a legitimate chance to make a long run. Eddie Olchek, NHL on NBC. Eddie, I know the schedule certainly picks up for you, but hope uh, we can make time to do this again, all right? Look forward to it, guys. Appreciate you having me. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. You do the same. Eddie O, always great to hear from him. He's the what best. A breakdown. He's fantastic. What a pro. All right, we're going to talk about today's MLB card. We have 17 games to preview. The Strauss Kid Ranji on the BetQL Audio Network.